Once again, I ask you, how can you drive online sales? And once again, I'm going to tell you, by getting inside the mind of your prospect and your client. But how can you do that? Stay tuned and find out. Being an entrepreneur sounds like, yes, another new client. I did it. But it can also sound like, I am really not understanding this technology. And I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Am I even cut out for this? That's why I started the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast to help infopreneurs, coaches, and course creators who want to build a business online but are battling technology, overwhelm, procrastination, and even imposter syndrome. Think successfully, think differently, think bigger, and take action by learning tips from an array of business owners, all dropping knowledge on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. Well, what is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to another dose of Sales Driving Psychology and Learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, and I've been in the course creation and coaching and online space since the 90s. So you could say I got a little bit of experience under my belt, and yet here I am still learning. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to share with you what I have learned and what I'm still learning about course creation, coaching, entrepreneurship, and infopreneurship. Who are you, you might ask? Well, that, my friend, to me, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur. More specifically, an infopreneur with or seeking perhaps a coaching and online course model in your business, or you're just hoping to have that very, very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, and just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, and business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours. And oh, my, my tongue is just tripping over all of my eye teeth today. In order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's why I'm here hitting you with yet another solo success episode coming to you straight from the Dark Horse HQ as we dive deep into your infopreneur and course creation success, giving you some actionable tips and steps designed to help you level up your game. Because, as we already know, there are no shortcuts to our success except for taking those little steps towards your goal every single day. Sales, 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 driving more sales. That's what we've been talking about the past couple of episodes. And I've been sharing with you, starting with the, the last episode, which was 355, Eight Clever Psychology Tactics for Increasing Sales. And if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and pause this one. Go check that one out. That's kind of the starter episode to what I'm going to continue laying down here for you now. Um, and which I shared with you in the last episode, the first eight, and I'll, just, I'll go over them briefly here. Uh, was the, f- the first one was the first and last effect, the buy now, pay later effect, uh, the labor in public Number four was the mistake effect. This is a good one. Number five is endowment perception, something we all fall, I won't say victim to, but something we all um, unconsciously think about. And number six was the default effect. And number seven, new beginnings. And finally, number eight that I left you with in the last episode was the foot in the door. So if you're interested, if any one of those go, hmm, what is that one? And they all should, because they're all very effective tactics when used by themselves. And you can combine any number of those to really drive up your you know, sales 
on your web page, in your webinars, on your online lives that you do, etc., etc. Now we're going to start laying down, well, it's supposed to be eight more, but I think I have a bonus one here for you. So you ready to go? Let's hit it. Tip number nine, frame it low. And here's the thing here. People make a decision based on how the options are presented, right? So test making an offer at full price, such as $365 per year versus how much it would cost, which would be a dollar a day. And you may find, you most likely will find, that the dollar a day converts higher, sometimes much higher, because they're not focused on $365. They're focused on, well, dollar a day. Man, that's like a cup of coffee in the 70s, right? So frame it low. That's number nine. Number 10, risk compensation effect. Now, people are more careful if they feel there is a greater risk and then they are less careful if they feel like they're protected against that risk, like, you know, they're protected from loss. So offer a clear and generous refund policy. How many of us have been on a sales page or listened to some VSL or, you know, listened to some webinar and every single one of them, all the good ones anyway, give you this clear and you're like, wow, you're really giving me that much of a refund policy? Yeah, they're, they're using this, this effect here. You might even use the word guaranteed in the headlines such as lose 10 pounds in 10 days guaranteed right now mind you in all these um refund policies they'll say hey all i'm asking is you show me that you did the work and i'll give you 110 percent of your money back i seen one that said if you don't get the results that we promise we will give you your money back plus 500 dollars <laughs> okay that Definitely takes away risk. All right. Number 11, the decoy effect. People are going to change their preference between two options when it's presented with a third option that is asymmetrically dominated. Here's an example. <clears throat> if you have offer, um, if, if you offer just one option, then the customer has two choices, buy or don't buy right? Hey, here's, here's everything we've been talking about. You've been going through the sales page. You get down to the bottom. There's that buy button. It's not like they have one choice. They have two, buy or don't buy. Now, if you offer them two options, and you've seen this a lot, I know you have, because I have, then the customer really has three options. Option one is buy, and option one is buy option one that you presented. Option two is buy option two, which you presented. And then option three is obviously, obviously don't buy. Now, option two is the more is more expensive than option one. So people will generally choose option one versus option two. So let's say, for example, you present, you go through your VSL, your web presentation, your Facebook Live, whatever you're doing to present the content. And at the end of it, you put the ebook is $27. Ebook and the video course is $67. But then you add a third option that is much more expensive than the second option and the first option. So, in this example, we're talking about the ebook is $67.
The ebook and the video course, excuse me, the ebook is $27. The ebook and the video course are $67. And the ebook, the video course, and the coaching calls are $297. In this case, you're most likely to sell the heck out of the second option, which is the ebook and the video course, because now you've given them that third option that is diametrically dominated over the others. You're saying 297. Now, mind you, you probably sell a, a handful of those coaching calls as well, but the bulk of your sales are going to go in the middle. How many of us have seen those VSLs where they actually show you the, the nice little grid layout? Hey, here's one, and you know, here's the middle one, and here's the third one. And quite often, in the middle one, they'll put most popular. Maybe this is the first time this offer has ever been presented. How can they say that's the most popular? Because they know that there's this decoy effect in play, and it will become the most popular. Tip number 12. Goal gradient effect. Where are you getting these words from, Tracy? <laughs> Here we go. Now, people are motivated as they get closer to a goal. Let's say you sell, I don't know, bags of dog food, and the 12th bag is free. When the customer purchases the first bag, give them a credit for having purchased two bags. This gives them a boost to return again and buy more. You feel me on this? They, they've only bought in one bag, and you're saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to double your uh, credit points towards that 12th free bag. It's not costing you anything. Actually, it's earning you funds because it's promoting them coming back to buy more to get closer to that goal. If you offer a points reward system on your site, and um, one of my previous clients back in the day, uh, was a cataloger, and they would do this periodically, usually during the summer months, which was their peak selling season. Why don't they do it during their peak selling season? Well, the folks were going to already buy stuff. Let's make them buy a little more, right? They would start, you can start each new customer off with free points, right? Hey, to get to this goal, you need a thousand, you need 10,000 points. We're going to give you 2,000 free. Right, just for making this purchase, if you purchase over two hundred fifty dollars or whatever it is, right? Um, and then when you make their when they make their first purchase, oh, you can do that. Or even if they sign up prior to even purchasing, if they're a brand new customer, say, "Hey, give me your email address. I'm going to give you five hundred points for that. Make your first purchase. I'm going to give you two thousand points if you make that first purchase today." Right. So you're promoting that goal gradient effect. They're getting closer and closer to that goal. All right. That one's very effective, especially for uh, customer retention, avoiding some of that churn rate. Uh, tip number 13, life event theory. People, myself included, right? People are more likely to change habits or do something different, maybe something new even, right? During a major life event. And people are three times more likely to change brands, switch brands from one to the other during that major life event. So target people who are going through a major life event. And I'm talking about all the good ones, right? Like they're getting married. Yes, getting married is good. Okay. I, I, I know some of you might argue that for me, getting married is good. Um, moving, going to a new city, right? A new job, graduating and so forth. So all these big birthdays is, is a great one. It happens all the time. Uh, I have a client that does really great by offering uh, coupons uh, on birthdays. And, and it was, this is so easy to find. 
You can go on Facebook and target folks who have a birthday in the next month or having an anniversary in the next month. There's another one that comes with the getting married, right? Or graduating. Hey, they're going to school. You see that they're coming up on a graduation or they just graduated. Hey, let's celebrate that graduation. Um, so quite often, like I said, folks are willing to switch brands. Maybe not. Who knows if it's permanent or not? That's up to you if you can hold on to them. But getting them to switch, that's usually the tough part. You can get them to switch, which they're open to during these life events. You can then leverage holding on to them. And it's, as we all know, it's a lot easier to keep a customer than it is to gain a brand new one. All right. Tip number 14. The place of origin effect. Whoa. We need a sound effect right there. The place of origin effect. Ooh. <laughs> People's perceptions are literally influenced by a product's place of origin. Right? Watches from Switzerland. We've all heard that one. Olive oil from Italy. Wine from France. Those just, just by the nature of them and, and the history that we've grown up with, this seemed to feel better. Right? Did you know that Philadelphia cream cheese really doesn't come from Philadelphia? Hmm? So consider, consider that if you're naming your next product or associating it with some region or a place. You know, German chocolate. German chocolate cake, right? Well, German chocolate is actually very good. <laughs> so Swiss chocolate for that matter. Anyway, so use that to your advantage. All right, step number 15 or tip number 15, stepping stones. Hmm? Every step in your journey needs to be attainable. Let me repeat that for you. Every step in a journey needs to be attainable. So what I mean by this is if you're creating a course, make sure that each module of the course is easily attainable, easily digestible, this bite-sized nugget in and of its own. If one of your courses, just one, and man, don't make it the first one, is too big or too difficult or too strenuous, break it down, right? I need a music breakdown right there. Um, break it down into a smaller, easier sections, right? That way they'll get through your course. They'll keep on chugging through. The first stepping stone is the most important. I alluded to this just a second ago. Give them a fast win inside that first module. Well, to keep them going, to get through the rest of the module, to really get the benefits of what it is you're sharing with them. But the more important thing to you as a business owner is by giving them that first win inside that first module prevents refunds. Ooh, yeah. And if you sell coaching services, make sure your new clients get some fast, easy wins right? in those first sessions, preferably the first session, so they'll stick with you longer. I remember one of the first things I did, and we're talking about the early, uh, early stages of my coaching career, is I would ask someone if their bed was made as we were having our first call. Was your bed made? Well, no. So here's what I want you to do. Tomorrow morning when you get up, I want you to make your bed. That's it. That's all I'm asking you to go out to do differently in your world. And this was a great testing ground for me and stepping stone, you may say, because if I can get them or if they were motivated enough to break out of the routine, to leave their bed disheveled, and then they modified that routine, 
just by making their bed. That's it. And I don't even care if they made it and it just made it all perfect or if they just kind of straightened the sheets out and threw the pillows back into um, a, a normal spot at the top of the uh, top of their bed. The, the difference didn't matter to me. The, the point was that they broke their current routine. They were motivated enough to break that routine, to do something different. That let me know that they really wanted to change. That let them know that they were willing to go out of their way to take the steps to want to change. So it was a small win, very small win, but it showed them, okay, yeah, I could do this, right? Then you take the next step, you give them the next coaching bit. It was just something small. I wouldn't ask them to do a lot. You know, and then depending on their scenario, I might ask them to do one or two other things, usually just one other thing. But that was usually the universal one because, well, pretty much everybody has a bed. Everyone sleeps on it, and it gets messed up while you sleep on it. So, Let's make it, shall we? Okay. Tip number 16. Discuss, or excuse me, discount burnout. Now, if you offer major discounts all the time, 24-7, 365, then people will, they're going to start to learn to ignore them because you're creating a low perceived value for your product. So be careful with your discounts. Offer them. I'm not saying don't offer them, but offer them sparingly. Um, uh, one of my more recent clients, uh, they did their best offer in August, right? And they were, you've probably heard, if you have been around for multiple episodes, you've, you've heard them. They were um, the Whitetail Hunter apparel company. And, of course, you know, they did the Black Friday sales and they did the Christmas sales and you do, you know, the Mother's Day sales and the Father's Day sales. But right around August, right, they did their red velvet sale, right, which was their clearance sale. And that had that links directly to the things that deer hunters go to. The, the deers would get the red velvet on their um, on their horns, right? On their antlers, horns, <laughs> on their on their antlers. And so they called that was their clearance sale. So all the stuff Exiting out of the spring summertime as you're going into fall, which kind of loses its value quickly, uh, they would try to uh, use the sale to uh, motivate some uh, sales. I'm saying sale a lot, aren't I? Uh, they would use this discount to motivate sales out the door. But their deepest discount period was always right before, like two weeks before Black Friday. So, and this was pretty smart, if you ask me. It was their deepest discount sale. It, they would never go lower than the, the sale they did at this particular point in time. So two weeks before Black Friday, they did their deepest sale for the year and they never broke it, right? So people who had been around them for at least a year, if not more, even less, um, would jump on that all, all over it. They're like, well, I'm getting ready to buy anyway. Christmas is coming up. Black Friday's coming up. Um, they're saying this is the best, you know, lowest price I'm going to be able to get this for. And it was. They never went against that for their standard items. Yeah, clearance items, of course. You, it, The item's not selling, even at your deepest discount price. Maybe people just don't want it. So at that, but from when it come across the board sales opportunity, they said, this is it, man. You're never going to get it cheaper. So if you're going to buy it today, buy it today. And the, I think one of the brilliant tactics around this is you pulled forward 
a lot of the wallet share, as we called it, um, out of Black Friday two weeks earlier. Now, people are already in the habit of buying like crazy on Black Friday. You think that stopped them from coming back and maybe buying some more because they got their product in the hand? And they're like, man, this is amazing. This is a great product. Then they get their Black Friday sales opportunity. It's not as deep a discount as they just got, but they already know the value because they've got it in their hand. Huh? So now, the next time that the opportunity came up on Black Friday to get it at another discount, even though it wasn't as deep, you think they bought again? Quite a few of them did. So offering them once or twice a year deep discounts can result in even more sales than offering them these discounts every single month. Does that make sense? All right. Now, let me give you this bonus one because that was number 16. Number 17, a little bonus tip here for you. Be funny. Yeah? Be funny. Get them to get them to jiggle. Give them the, 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 to jiggle. <laughs> get them. Oh, my goodness. It is too early in the morning. Ugh. Let me just stop here. Take a breath. <sighs> All right. Be funny. Be, be, be funny. People remember and respond to information when there's a little bit of humor involved, right? They don't have to guffaw or fall over. Just a little chortle, a little giggle, a little laugh. Poking fun at yourself like I just did. Oh, my God. Um, even sometimes something as simple as a gif in your copy can increase your conversions by 25%. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we want. Just give them a little giggle and they'll give you a little cash in return. All right. So... Let's run through these real fast and, and just kind of wrap all this up. Uh, going from yesterday, right? Remember we talked about the first and last effect. First thing they see and the last thing they see, something they're going to remember. Buy now, pay later. Labor in public. The mistake effect. The endowment perception. Default effect. New beginnings. Foot in the door. Frame it low. Risk compensation effect. Huh? Right? We're going to get rid of that risk. We just talked about that. The decoy effect, add them that, those three columns. The goal gradient effect, lay, the life event, very good one. Still using this one to this day. Uh, place of origin, stepping stones, the discount burnout, remember? And sometimes it's not just discount burnout, it's discount placement. Like I talked about having that just a couple of weeks before when they're going to already spend a major amount of money, right? Like if you know your clients or your prospects, during July, generally spend a good chunk of change in your um, in your area, in your in your niche. Well, then hitting them with a discount opportunity in late June or mid June is probably a great idea, because then you're going to get a little early sales, and then they're still going to get the sales at the time they're already habitually spending. Right? So discount burnout, and then of course give them a giggle, give them a laugh, give them that little gif. A little funny, man. Poke a little fun at yourself. Uh, don't man. Let me say this. All right, I'm a big fan of you know being silly and being funny and having a good time. But don't be funny at someone else's expense. If you want to poke fun at yourself, man, do that all day long. If you want to poke fun at some scenarios that are going out there, do that safely, right? Don't you want to go out there and offend anybody? I'm not telling you to be you know milk toast and soft on things. Uh, have your stand and the things you believe in. But be careful about poking fun at, I don't know, 
maybe your prospects, it might not go over too well all the time. Okay, there we go. Go back and have a re-listen to these. And here's what I think you should do now. Here's a good idea to do. Um, do what I say. <laughs> I've only been doing this since the 90s. So anyway, pick one. Pick one of these tactics and go back to one of your sales pages. Or maybe you're in the process of creating your sales page right now or about to create your sales page. And insert that tactic into that sales copy, into your webinar content, um, into your, you know, mastermind discussion, and then see how it works, right? Tweak it, make it fit your audience, and get used to it, see the effects of it, and go, wow, Tracy's right, this stuff works awesome. Then, pick another one. Two or three of these are going to vibe with you. That's why I give you like 17 of them, because you don't need to use them all, and certainly don't need to use them all all the time. But when the time is right, grab that one. Just come back. So this is these two episodes. You want to come back to every once in a while and re-listen, re-listen to them because maybe one of them vibe with you. Like, man, I'm going to try that one. Actually, actually a pretty good idea there, Tracy. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Then go back maybe in a month or two months and come back and re-listen to these two episodes. And I am guarantee you, I guarantee you, a new one is going to pop out and resonate with you. You're going to like, wow, he mentioned that one before. I don't even remember it. That's fine. You weren't ready for it. Now you are. And then put that one into your sales copy, into your web content, into your mastermind discussions, et cetera, et cetera. And watch your sales go up one more time. Okay? And if two of them are resonating, man, man go ahead, give them a shot. But don't try and institute all. All of these are, you know, five or six of them at the same time. It's it's doable, but it's crazy, <laughs> right? Do one. Get good at one and then add another one and then another one. And the next thing you know, you're like, what? I have to share those two episodes with all my friends and family and do that, okay? <laughs> anyway, speaking of episodes, if you want to keep getting all these awesome success tips, all you got to do is go on down and hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you're on. And yeah, sure, I, that's a little self-promoting and I get it. You know, go down there, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, drop us some kind words in the reviews. That's all great for me as the podcaster, but I think one of the biggest things that you as the listener needs to know, that it, it is those subscribes, ratings, and reviews that is your way as a listener of telling those podcast platforms out there that you're getting some value from the show, whatever show, this show, another show. Um, and then what the algorithms do is they give the show a little lift in the rankings so they can reach more driven entrepreneurs just like yourself. So if you're getting that value from this show, and I hope you are, please take a moment, show the love and help spread the word. All right, you get out there, you run your race, you get your results, and then you come let me hear about them. I'm serious. I say this every time. Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Let me know the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you got. Who knows? Probably bring you on the show and let you share your success story. All right, until next time, think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.